Austin loves guns. Visit the range at Austin, 52,000 square feet of truly modern Texas fun. Bright, open, and inviting with 7,000 square feet of retail, including new and used guns. Doesn't matter if you're a seasoned pro shooter or are completely new to guns. The range at Austin has something for everyone. It's the perfect place to grab some friends, do the Texas thing, and shoot a machine gun, take a private lesson, or grab a membership. The range at Austin is located off 35, 10 minutes south of downtown, open to all seven days a week. Visit the range austin.com to do the texas thing and book a package buy a membership or learn more hour number two three guys on sports 102.7 espn get with us talk to us text us call us call isaac isaac would love to hear from you isaac crash cresta man on the phones get at us at 512-834-102.7 i decided that this would be the bumper music coming back and chris Got it in one note. I played one note, and he immediately clocked it as Prince. And you said you had a story or some comments on... on uh, well, I just want to say thank you for playing Prince to bring us back, because if anybody knows me, they know that Prince is my guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I take Prince over Michael. I know that was a debate for a while. Far more musically talented. Oh, very. Big. My go-to karaoke, I Would Die For You. That's a good one. I Purple love Rain. that song. Love that song so I, I, much. Uh, three people good on Prince. I'm very happy to hear. Uh, I love Prince. Made my top five Spotify this year. I believe he was number three. But this is one of my favorite Prince songs. I could never take the place of your man. We've got a lot to talk about. We've been talking about a lot of different things. Uh, we were kicking around some football, kicking around some bull talk. I think we wanted to talk about... Uh, there's, there's arguments for what is the greatest trophy in sports history, the some Stanley people would Cup. say the Stanley Cup. The Lombardi. Uh, nobody would say the college football playoff trophy. But people might say the BCS the Crystal Ball football. Trophy? The, in- <laughs> the NBA in-season tournament trophy. But, you know, the Stanley Cup, the Lombardi, the World Series flags. Yes. But Move I think over. we have a new champion. Sawyer, tell us about our new champion. Tell uh, us about the Pop-Tart trophy. It's the Pop-Tart trophy coming from the Pop-Tart Bowl, which is tomorrow. It's going to be between Kansas State... And uh, North North Carolina State. This is an incredible trophy I'm looking at here. I mean, you've got Pop-Tarts glued to the side of it, gilded silver Pop-Tarts with the insignia on the front, a couple bites taken out of it, and above that, a silver football with two toaster slots with actual Pop-Tarts in it. My goodness. They look like, uh, if I know my Pop-Tarts, I'm looking at two strawberry Pop-Tarts. Yes, that's what I see, sir. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite. Oh, you're a strawberry guy? Yes, I indeed. like the strawberry. There was talk as well that there would be an edible mascot. Was, no was that way. Not, there was a big Pop-Tart man that I believe oh. you should be able to take a bite out of. <laughs> the wild I, berry? I don't know what it would be. Maybe it would be wild berry. I would assume that they would just go with classic strawberry, but we talked about it over the break. It is a sports show. We do do rankings. We do mm. do power rankings, and we wanted to talk about our favorite Pop-Tarts. You said strawberry. That's correct. Blueberry. Blueberry. Big blueberry guy. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I, I have a little bit of a weird pick. I really like the cherry pop tarts. Okay, okay. that's not a bad choice. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of all. The, I know they're all dessert pop tarts, but it's like so they're the s'mores and the sundae. It's yeah, good, not, but it's not candy eleven for anymore. Okay, Ooh, you know, come, I don't grow need birthday up. cake. You know? Eat a fruit flavored. Now, if I hit a like Wally a World, if I hit a Wally World, I'm all about that wild berry, the One brown the, sugar. Yeah, my dad was a big brown sugar guy. I like. Um, do you remember the Go Tarts? No, oh, like the sticks. They had them for a couple years, like fifteen years ago. 
No, it was, it was like it was instead of a flat pop tart. It was just yes, like yes, it was yes. like a granola bar, but yes, a pop tart. Yes. Have y'all seen the mini ones? The very no. tiny. They make little. Uh, they're almost those the size squares, of like, like rectangles. Yeah, they're almost the, a little bit bigger than um. What are those? Uh, the frosted shredded mini wheats. You know, yes, a little bit bigger yes. than that. Get mm-hmm. a pack of those bad boys. Pour them in a bowl. A whole bunch of milk. That's the all time cereal as of right now. I mean, would that be the poor man's cereal? No, because those cost so much. <laughs> more than you know, it costs way more to buy little pop tarts so, than regular pop tarts. So how many do you get in one in one uh? I want to say it's like twelve in like a little pack of them. Okay. I forget how okay. they sell them. I've only purchased once for the uh, experiment of uh, how does this hold up a cereal? But uh, I, I assume it turned to mush immediately. Immediately, yeah, yeah, it. yeah, it falls apart. Uh, I loved <laughs> my favorite pop tart story was about uh Frank Ocean and Tyler the Creator. When uh, Frank Ocean came out a couple of years ago, uh, they asked Tyler, the creator, if uh, he knew about it. And he goes, yeah, that guy cuts the uh, frosting off his Pop-Tarts. I knew there was something up with it. I mean, that's how you clock it right away is whether or not they <laughs> Yeah, because the you can that's Frank, a telltale you sign, right? You can buy turn? unfrosted Pop-Tarts. You can buy the regular ones and just cut the top well, off. I mean, if it. you buy the unfrosted Pop-Tarts, you're still a psycho. Yeah, what are you doing? Live a Do you little. you hate yourself? Live a little. But we've got a lot of a lot of sports as well. Uh, we had NBA Christmas, okay. and we we've talked about the devaluation, the beauty of the Christmas jerseys. Nike trying to force these these new alternates every City year. Edition. You have some you have some really cool ones that they put out, but then the team only wears them for one year and they're gone forever. At least back in the day, in the what was it Adidas or was it Reebok? In the in the twenty tens, who was doing the NBA uniforms? Whoever it was, they blessed us year in and year out with some gorgeous Christmas Day uniforms. Yes, I believe it, it made, was Reebok. It, it made the league. It made the day feel special. They missed one year. Oh, is it the, that last year? The, the, whenever they had the sleeves. Oh, the yeah, well, sleeve the sleeve year in the era. NBA, and then they made them wear the sleeves on Christmas. Well, the 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 sleeves era of NBA. That was what like the the into the teens, like right up yeah, to twenty. Right, that's uh, the Cavs title. Yes. Cavs coming back. Yeah, the, right Le- LeBron's wearing the, the terrible Because he met black with sleeve jersey. He met with Adam Silver after the Draymond nut punch, and he said, this guy's got to go, and Silver said, all right, one condition. And he slid the sleeve jerseys across the table and said, put them on. Game seven. <laughs> Game seven. But yeah, uh, it was kind of a weird year uh, for NBA Christmas. The Knicks are like the anti-Detroit Lions. They always play on Christmas, except they win every mm, year right, on Christmas. Right. They beat a team that they probably shouldn't beat. Remember a couple uh, years ago, Ennis Cantor had like a 20-20 and 20 game uh, on Christmas. Sorry for bringing up Ennis Cantor. But we also had... Uh, this is an AM, you're fine. <laughs> good point. Uh, can't play cancer happened seven years ago. That's all I have to say yeah. about him is cancer. He's, uh, he was not blackballed. He just sucks. But we had uh, the Warriors and the Nuggets, which was probably the best game of the day if you like free throws. Steve Kerr coming down hard uh, on that. But then we had uh, Austin's very own, Austin's son. He's from Maryland, but he played uh, five months of college basketball for us. Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, big news on Kevin Durant front. He's unhappy. He's what? he's he's never happy, but but before we go there, let's talk about these this free throw disparage that Curry, oh, yeah. Steve Kerr is talking about. He has said this is a this is a mess. This is an epidemic, not worth watching the second half of that Denver game, which I definitely agree. Getting to the line thirty two times, or I guess I'd be sixteen sixteen times going to the line. Yep, pretty rough. But hey, Kerr, how about you coach the boys up? But out of those thirty two, eighteen of those were shot by Jokic. Mm. How crazy is that? I mean, that's uh, he is truly the most unstoppable force in the NBA. He can beat you. You think you've got him one way. He's got two other ways to beat you. Using his teammates, getting in the line, shooting it from deep. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the best player in the sport right now. And if you're Golden State, 
I get the issue with like, yeah, you're fouling him a lot, but a lot of those were fouls. They could, you have to defend without fouling. Some, if 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 you're racking them up that much, I feel like you have to start letting them go a little bit more. You have to let them play a little bit more physically. Jokic, I mean, who are they? I mean, I guess Kevon Looney is their big center. They didn't have Draymond because he is suspended. <clears throat> well, I, I will say this though: in, in defense of Steve Kerr, I am a physicality. I, I like physicality, and right now he's even saying that the the league is legislated defense out of the game, which I definitely agree. You got so many free throws, I mean, three-pointers and dunks. There's no mid-range in the game. So defense is getting put aside. We got 128, 30, 130 point games every game. So I agree with the, with the calls. I got a <laughs> texture over here that said this show should be now called Three Random Guys on Sports. Yeah, it really is a hodgepodge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the holiday season. We got to let the talent uh, take some time off, recuperate. Yes. So they let the inmates run the asylum over here. Cut his teeth. <laughs> yeah, let me over here. But uh, it was, a, and then LeBron and the, the, the Lakers and Celtics, uh, frankly, as a, I'm a huge uniform person. Right. So the, maybe the biggest missed opportunity in the league this year, they didn't go with the classic Showtime. Gold yeah. uniform. They went with the off. I hate when the Lakers wear white. Yeah. Their home right. games are yellow. Their away games are purple. purple. That's always how it should be. You can find, I know the NBA accepts color v. color all the time now. Right, right. You see that iconic picture of Magic and Bird boxing each other out, going up for that rebound. They're in the gold. They're in the blue. But the Lakers wore white at home, and Boston wore green. On Christmas Day, you couldn't even have given us the most iconic uniform matchup in the history of the league. It's upsetting. Uh, but and then we had the the final game of the night, which was uh, Suns Mavericks and Luka Doncic committing hate crimes every 50, night. 50, every time 50. he plays the yes. Suns, yes. He, he, he does not care for Devin Booker. Embarrassing. KD is just at this point he just needs to go back to OKC, finish his career there. Nobody wants him to go to state. He messed up in Brooklyn. He just needs to go back to OKC. And try to end on on his yeah, best leg. You know what? I'm not relationship. Open a cupcake store. If, if you're OKC, do you? Want I them? think you're a trade away from big time contention. They're a really good team. Really right? They're the two young seed right too. now, and they're very young. They have that war chest of draft picks. Where do you you, you, you can't, know who doesn't have draft picks anymore? Them all. Right. You only have 12, 15 roster spots. I think you make a swing at the deadline, and Kevin Durant might be the piece. He might they be that. They need a four. They yeah. need that that second score. Mm-hmm. They've talked about Larry Markkinen, but you know who's better than Larry Markkinen? Kevin Durant. Durant. So I think that would be an insane uh, retribution arc for KD. We talked about it during the break. Kevin Durant's been on four teams, and none of the fan bases really care for him. Yeah. OKC, no love lost. Golden State, no love lost. Brooklyn may be the happiest because they have at least a rebuild to go through. How do you, if you guys ever miss a uh, basketball game, do you go back and watch the highlights, or are you able to just look at the the box scores or anything like that? Yes. I I found my new favorite way to judge how a basketball game went is the picture when you go to Google and you Google the games and it gives you the breakdown, and it shows you the two players that the highlights are. And when the two players in the Mavs-Suns game are Luka Doncic and and then Grayson Grayson Allen, Allen... you know who won that game right, right, right. off the bat. Really good game for Grayson Allen, yeah. but frankly, you don't need Grayson Allen to be playing really good games. Yeah, 32 and points. I'm not an NBA GM. Uh, I what? sometimes arrogantly feel like I could do a little bit better than some of these guys out there, but they're like all lawyers who know how contracts and money work, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm out there. I have an RTF degree, and I love it. But, uh, you know, you look at the Phoenix Suns, uh, and having three max guys right. and then nine vet minimum guys... 
that's not a recipe to win a championship, especially when, frankly, at this point, all three of your stars are injury-prone. Bradley Beal hasn't played a full it, season of basketball since, right. since uh, before we knew what a pandemic was. And Kevin Durant is 35-plus. Yeah. And Devin Booker is a superstar, and he has improved every year, and now I feel like he could be a point guard on a title team. Your fourth best player is 35, too. Eric Gordon? Eric Gordon, yeah. And I love Eric Gordon. Love Maybe Eric the most Gordon. random 50-point a game other than Corey Brewer yeah. when he put it on the Jazz in 2020. So let me ask you, this, let me ask you guys this question. So KD's post-game interview, he was being very diplomatic about the team's success or – Lack of success, right? Mm -hmm. But we all know he's unhappy. So what do you think it's going to take for him to find his inner peace? Oh, uh, that lady that did that Phoenix Suns interview that's <laughs> I think that might help, you know. Other than that, I mean, the guy's won titles. The guy's won MVPs. It seems that he'll never be. Now, sure, he's never done it on his own. But, I mean, it seems like the, the most unhappy man in the world. And I think, I mean, I think the Nets team... Legitimately had a, a shot. They had a, they had a shot. But Harden at that point was playing on one leg uh -huh. uh, against the Bucks. Kevin Durant was an inch away yeah, from big knocking out that his those damn size fifteens. And Kyrie never stayed healthy. And when he was healthy, he was being suspended for posting anti-Semitic yeah. documentary links. But <laughs> only allowed to play at home in most games during a deep yes. COVID. There, yes, uh, he wasn't allowed. To, like Miles Bridges, not allowed to enter Canada. <sighs> I tell you, I tell you this. In my opinion, one of the things I think that really hurt KD was when Golden State won without him. Yeah, after the fact. Oh, the, against the Celtics. A yes, couple that, years that later. broke his back. Yep. I, I think at that point he realized they didn't need me to win that third championship. They needed Andrew Wiggins. Yes. The, and then yes. when you when you're being mentioned in the same sentence as Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins. he should. It's crazy. The man had two Finals MVPs, mm -hmm. and the team was never even considered to be his. I think it had been Clay Thompson's before it was Kevin Durant's even in that era. I, I think Kevin Durant was the best player on that team, right. but, without a doubt. But that doesn't mean it's your team. No, because apparently we we see now that if you would have taken taken Steph Curry off the team. They're not going to win. Mm -mm. We see that now. Yeah, absolutely. It is tough times for Kevin Durant. And are the Warriors finally figuring out this two timelines thing that they tried to do? Huge whiff on the Wiseman pick. Uh, Moses Moody and Jonathan Kuminga haven't really become what they thought they would. But that new kid out of, what is it, Santa Clara? Pajemski? Yes. He, they got a guy in him. But those, those guys, Moody and Kuminga, they're coming around. Uh, Kaminga's definitely showing his athleticism. Mm -hmm. He's 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 getting in the paint and he can shoot. Yes, Moody has been carrying him a little bit as well. So they're Bench growing into their own. Mm -hmm. It's just taking a little more time than I think they they expected. And they're another like if you get to the postseason, nobody's going to want to play them, right? Because no. they got the, they've got the well, experience, I mean, the pedigree. You don't got to worry. Thirty eight year old guard Chris Paul is probably only going to play one series in the That's first. True. Round. Oh yeah, yeah, he's done. Well, their whole team is probably only going to play one series it's in the first round. But they might done. win the play in tournament. Sawyer and I talked, uh, like, I think about two weeks ago, we were mm -hmm. talking about Draymond. This guy has disrupted anything that they could have done to have a great franchise. He ran off KD. He, even though people may not like uh, um, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Destroyed the locker room last he year. He destroyed the locker room. Did he or did Draymond? Draymond. No, Draymond. Draymond. Punching him in the yeah, face for being and, getting, called and not 30, being punished. Well, not being punished at yeah, all. And that's why we're in this situation. No accountability whatsoever. So now you have this. He cost him a title yeah. against that in the three-one comeback against. Uh, and he should have been suspended the series before for kicking my dear Stephen Adams right in the uh, in the following. 
It's unreal. I mean, what the amount of success that they got with his erratic behavior. And the, the sad thing is Draymond is a good player. He's great on He's defense. an all-time player. He was the hub of that team. He was yeah. the point guard. So then here so then here's the question. You sign for a major or for a large contract. What do you again is is the we have these personality conflicts. Talking about Draymond? Yes. Okay. So what do you think is his problem? Why do you think a man making that type of money, getting that type of recognition, would start because he it's it's progressively It's gotten, gotten worse, worse and worse and worse. So why do you think he's just falling off the deep end like this all of a sudden? Uh, that's why he's in counseling. I don't for know. three weeks. They, they put there. If you don't know about the Draymond thing, he uh, sucker punched Yusuf Nurkic. Yes. He hates Europeans. Uh, maybe that's also part of it. And he was suspended indefinitely by the league. I thought he was just going to get about twenty games, and we'd leave it at that. But he was suspended Wait, indefinitely. He was ordered counseling. And uh, I had a my joke that I made about it was: if Draymond Green's option is make an earnest apology to somebody or never play basketball again, well, I think he's China. never going to play he's, he, he basketball do it. again. Right. So he's in counseling now, and I think if he's got to sign off on something uh, where it's like I apologize. For stomping on Sabonis and choking Gobert and punching Yusuf Nurkic in the face, all happened in about that one. The Sabonis one was last year's playoffs, but right. in the span of about twenty games of of action, yeah. Draymond did all of that. He's gonna be incredible in celebrity boxing. Yeah, uh, and and everyone said he's just nice. he's nice. just hanging it up before he can go on NBA on TNT. He's gonna replace Chuck. He's lost that. But now, now does, do they want him? No. You do you can't have do like this. do you get Rasheed Wallace on your? That's another you know, like, losing it, it guy. Yeah. Do you get him on your studio show? I think he's playing himself out of that role. Even even Bill Lambeer. He's coaching in the WNBA. <laughs> was not as bad as Draymond Green. It's just he, he had he found this weird wave of success going on doing a podcast after each game. And yes. It's a new look. Yes. What did they call that? Uh, the type of media it was. New media, I yeah. believe, was the term he's, last year. He's on his podcast. And then he, he got this following, and that's what really kind of sparked this. Could he be the guy? He was great when he would do NBA. He's really games. good at it. He's a and very then, smart person. Right. Now very he's articulate and everything. Absolutely tanked any chance. And he showed, the biggest glaring issue is that he shows no... Uh, remorse, no, remor- no accountability for any of these at things. All. That no. it's, it's somehow he's not in the wrong, and he doesn't feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah, his apologies are all. I'm sorry if he feels that I did something wrong. <laughs> if if, <laughs> if I did apology, something wrong, dude. I would, I would let you know. That, well, you let us know you did something wrong. So. Yeah. All right, we'll get. We have more. We got two more segments on the other side. You're listening to Three Guys on Sports. Happy that you are joining us here on a Wednesday, the first. Real day back after Christmas, so it feels like a Monday, but it's Wednesday, short week for all you working folks. We'll be back right after this. Get at us on the text line or call in. We'd love to hear from you at 512-834-102.7. That's ESPN Austin. All right, we're back. It's Wednesday. It's three guys on sports. It's Jack. It's Sawyer. It's Chris. Happy to be with you. Having a blast here. We got a, what time is it? We got about 25, 30 more minutes of time with you. Please call, text, say hi, say something nice, say something mean. Call Isaac. We're right here at 512-834-1027. Got a lot of stuff. Got some NBA, got some college football. Shout out to the Texas State Bobcats. Not for winning the bowl game. I don't care about that. But for drinking SMU dry. They drank all of the beer on their side of the stands before half Uh and cleaned out the entire stadium by going to those nerds over at Rice drinking all their beer by the end of the third quarter. The number one party school in the state of Texas for a reason. Shout out to the Bobcats. We're talking some NBA, talking some 
uh, some uh, some nonsense with Draymond Green. I think we were going to touch on another guy who's uh, been in some trouble recently, and John Morant, who's can't just stay come out back. Of that. Dude, he can't stay out of the headlines. And this week it was because he was he named player of the week as Grizzlies went four straight in his return. He had a game winner in his first game back. Mm-hmm. Kept all the receipts, apparently, which it's, what receipts do you need to keep, buddy? Uh, I don't think you saw who screenshotted you waving guns around, you know? I mean, unreal stuff to come out of the Morant camp last week. Uh, his father went on the PR circuit. And uh, yeah, T T was out there doing PR for his son. They were saying, uh, uh, "Do you uh, saying that it was unfair?" I do agree. Twenty five games was excessive. I think now, as being a two time offender, uh, but he pointed out there's guys that have done far far worse that received less suspensions. Um, and now you're looking at it, and so they asked Jaw even they're like, "Jaw, uh, have you made changes in your life? Have you changed your inner circle, kind of the people that you're hanging around with?" And his immediate answer was no. <laughs> and so Jaw's just gonna draw, and he's a great player, but unfortunately, I don't know how much Jaw we're ever gonna get. Yeah, I, uh, we're we're rapidly reaching the end of the signature shoe era in basketball, I think, because Jaw's in trouble. Anthony Edwards is now getting in trouble. Zion, too. Zion's getting in trouble. So. It's a weird, uh, weird time for the NBA. And again, Adam Silver, I think he's just allowing too much to go unpunished. Even though you may think it was a harsh punishment, back in the days when Gilbert Arenas pulled that gun in the locker room, no mm-hmm. chill, Gil, yeah. indefinitely, yeah, out of there. This guy not got not told once, but twice, and you continue, and then you come back with the arrogance to say, yeah, I still hang out with those guys. Yeah. So to me, twenty-five games. That that was kind. If I was a commissioner, you would come back next year, sir. You just got to be smarter. Just yes. from a PR standpoint, yes. you can hang out with all those guys. It's a bad decision, but you can do it. But what you can't do is if someone asks, are you still doing all of the same stuff that you got in trouble for? You can't go, yep. Yes, I yep. am. I am, and I'm proud. You have to be I like, just you took know, the I cameras away. <laughs> I, yeah. He's got a flip phone now. <laughs> That's right, the only right, difference right. Jaws made. Right. They changed his Instagram password. That was the biggest change they've made in Jaws' life over the last 25 games. Chris, you said you have a conspiracy about the NBA, and I want to hear it. Oh, my goodness. Why would you put me on blast like that? Come on, that? Chris. Let uh, us right. get you in trouble here. I don't even know where to start, sir. Uh, I'm just going to say, make this statement. The NBA is entertainment. Yeah? And just like wrestling can be controlled... So can the NBA. Oh, there's forces behind the NBA. You think oh, some yes. of this stuff is fake, or do you think Silver's p- pretending to be like, you can't be doing stuff like that? Well, really, secretly, he knows it's getting clicks. He knows yeah. it's getting views. John Morant wasn't necessarily a household name before. Now people might see him as this cool, dangerous, high-flying yeah, player. a real shooter. I mean, this um, is, they allegedly suspended Jordan for... They made him go play baseball. They yeah. banished him to an entirely different sport. That's what the this talk was with Stern with the gambling. Something like that, which which I think he really retired because of the passing of his father. Yeah. Mm. But you Why did that correct. happen, though? <laughs> <laughs> because of the gambling. Yeah. You are totally correct. So, again, you look at this new NBA, and these guys are just getting slaps on the wrist when you were getting way harsher punishments when David Stern was running the camp. Mm-hmm. Greatest commissioner of all time. I, yeah. to, I have to agree. Rest in peace. Stern was good. I miss uh, when I was a kid, though, you get a basketball that said David Stern on it. Now it says Adam Silver. It just Ugh. doesn't have the same juice. He reminds me of the guy from uh, uh, Austin Powers. 
Dr. Evil? It, it, that, that does look, I could see Silver with <laughs> yeah, the pinky. Yeah. He goes, hmm, 25 <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Looks like a vampire. Looks like Nosferatu up there. I can see that, too. Um, call in. What do you think Adam Silver looks like? Uh, <laughs> let's let's make fun of this guy's appearance for 15 yeah. minutes here on 1027. Uh, do I would say I could see that they got together at the start of the year. Uh, they had people draw names out of them. Like, sorry, Pistons, y'all get the storyline where you lose 28 in a row. <laughs> we'll let you know when you get a win. Yeah, they play Boston on Thursday to try and lock in the tie for the technical longest winning streak oh, okay. ever. But Across two seasons. For the real longest losing streak ever, they already have it. They got it last night with a loss, a devastating loss, against the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. Y'all talking about uh, entertainment like with wrestling. They put that uh, movie came out this weekend about uh, Texas Legends, the Von Eric family. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I grew up watching saw, those guys. Yeah, I went went and saw it last night uh, after Texas handled Texas State handled their business. And, uh, man, I, I had known the story about the Von Eric family. And the uh, first hour of the movie, you're like, wow, 1970s, 1980s Dallas. What a sight. And then it's an hour and a half of the saddest family story yes. you've ever heard. Very tragic. Life. It's unbelievable. If you if you would have seen like the plot of this movie and not known it's based on a true story, there's no way to believe it. Five brothers in the history of this family, and four of them die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, won't tell you which ones. Go see it in theaters, folks. Great stuff. Very it's, tragic. At the heart, yeah. though, I'll give it this: a movie about what it is to be a Texan. I'll tell you that. That's what they really drove home in that. But yeah, I agree. Entertainment and sports. Uh, I, I think we're starting to see it in the NFL even at this point, where. <clears throat> I, they, they was literally picture-in-picture picture on Christmas Day. Now, sure, that Raiders-Chiefs game was nothing to write home about, but they did picture-in-picture, picture, and Taylor Swift had more airtime than, I think, an Aiden O'Connell pass. Oh, yeah, I they, they were showing her quite a bit. Didn't, uh, didn't there, wasn't there a stat he didn't complete a pass after, for, the, first after quarter? the first quarter and they still won? Because they had two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, back-to-back. Back. And Kadarius Toney was suspiciously inactive yeah, for that so game. Growing his eyebrows back. That's my theory. <laughs> or are they done with him? Is he ever going to play a snap again? Do they need it? Is he still the best receiver on that team? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's always those great stories about, like, what quarterbacks gift their uh, team, like offensive linemen, especially at Christmas. Right. Uh, Christian McCaffrey did the heavy lifting in San Francisco because Brock Purdy still has to live at home. Uh, but I heard that uh, Patrick Mahomes went and tried to get experimental surgery to get new hands for all of his receivers, and unfortunately, a uh, wow. doctor was unavailable. Did he Stop talk to Aaron Rodgers' guy? Man. No. Oh, there's another good story. Is uh, the I said uh, jet jet fuel melts locker rooms. That's for sure. Uh, the New York media loves talk. I mean, that's like one of the hardest things about playing in New York across any of the sports is how and brutal they're all the media is. playing into it. Is the Jets could not. Stay and they, it was all their own doing the whole time. Uh, Rogers came out to blast all the critics on Tuesday on a, a sister show, uh, Pat McAfee program, saying that it was not his idea to come off of the uh, injured reserve because uh, everybody gave him crap about a fullback being cut from the team so they can make room for him. And he said it was not his idea. So what what's it going to take for that Jets team? Are they going to have to fire Sala at this point? Has he shown anything to be a winning coach? Clearly he doesn't need have a, his locker room. A little Sean Payton type energy with Russell Wilson. Because Aaron Rodgers, I feel like he's just running amok. Yeah, just doing whatever of, he wants. Yeah, and there was never a... If you even thought for a second there was a universe that Aaron Rodgers was going to come back and play this season. He's doing it for attention. Mm -hmm. He needs people to talk about him. He needs to stay in the media somehow, so he's like, yeah, I'm actually at 90%, but they won't clear me to play. It's not my decision. I'm ready to go. I don't believe in medicine, but I know these special <laughs> doctors yeah, that the can fix healing. Achilles in, in five minutes. Best believe, though, that there's somebody out there that believes 
he was going to do his he thing. He's going to come back. They're yep. judging. He's yep. you know, 40 on a torn Achilles. If Sean Payton was the coach of that team, he would have told uh, Rogers, stop kissing babies. He would have said, stop drinking their adrenochrome, okay, Rogers? It's not what we're going to use to get back. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead it's and take working. a break. We got uh, a couple more segments after this. We're glad you're here with us. It's very nice to see you today. We are three guys on sports on 102.7 ESPN, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes here. Back in on 102.7, this is three guys on sports. As a texture said, this is three random guys on sports, the holiday skeleton crew. My name is Jack Farrell. I'm joined by Chris Guyton and your regular contributor, Mr. Sawyer, Sawyer Stoll. You got it. We are here. We are talking NBA. We're talking NFL. We talked a little bit of college football. We're going to dip our toes into a little more college football because this is ESPN Austin. And, of course, our professional team, for those of us, from this Fairburg, the 512. We got our Texas Longhorns. Finally, after nearly 15 years of, I wouldn't even Tread say mediocrity, me. just pure not good, finally have found their way into the college football playoff. We're back, our first show back from Christmas. You know, we had to talk about it. It's the biggest game that the Longhorns have played uh, since Colt McCoy was on the roster. Oh, I love me some Colt McCoy. I miss me some Colt McCoy. But. On Monday, that's just five days away, yep. your Texas Longhorns, yep. my Texas Longhorns, will be taking <clears throat> on the Texas Washington Longhorn. Huskies in the Sugar Bowl, which should be a tough one. Texas, the biggest thing for me I'm worried about is DB room, not elite at Texas. They got some young guys coming in that are really good. Malik Muhammad, I think, was a freshman All-Big 12 selection, maybe even All-American. Right. But um, they have a elite passing attack and a great offensive line there at Washington. And Texas going to be shorthanded. Safety, Derek Williams, I believe, is his name, number two. Uh, a very, very good freshman will be suspended for the first, first half, half of the Sugar Bowl based on a very, very questionable targeting call. Texas fans, you were waiting for it all year. There's always a few questionable targeting calls. We didn't have one until the opening kick in the second half of the Big 12 title game he against Oklahoma State. He was suspended a half right there. I, that's what I'm saying. He was suspended with 15 minutes on the clock in the third quarter. So at the end of the day, he's going to miss... 60 minutes Never of football based on a wonky targeting call. Maybe not as wonky as the overshone Bryce Young one, but perhaps more costly at the end of the day because Roma Dunze and Michael Penix are good at football. Pretty, pretty so, good. So I want to know how the UT fans are feeling about this being the last season of the Big 12 before they move to the SEC. Couldn't be happier. Yeah. I hate the Big 12. <laughs> I think, it, it, especially in recent years, it's been a seemingly sinking ship with how many teams have jumped to the SEC and all the shine the SEC has gotten. So I'd say greener pastures, more competitive pastures, but greener nonetheless. And if you're t- right now, Texas, you are you're feeling good about you're in a great position with recruiting yep. you're in a great position with returning players on the roster uh transfers. Every, everything you're here transfers they are killing the transfer portal right now bringing in that edge from utsa the receiver from houston uh and the the safety from clemson, clemson. makuba out of uh lbj i believe mm-hmm. he went to lbj here in austin so local kid but um you're feeling good quinn yours uh, from everything everyone's saying he should be coming back i think that's why malik murphy went and hit the portal when he did because he knows that he would be a backup no matter what next year, and now that leaves Arch Manning as the uh, emergency fill-in quarterback if something happens to Quinn Ewers oh, in the college football that's playoff. That's rough. I'm going <laughs> to knock on wood right there. I hope you hear that over the airwaves. 
But, uh, I mean, I definitely think it helps with recruiting. It's nice to go out on top, too. Our last year in the Big 12, we get a Big 12 title. Uh, you know, that that does feel good. And uh, I'm a big fan of analytics okay. in sports, and here's a, an analytic that is infallible. Texas won the last Southwest Conference title. Okay, They moved to the Big 12. They win their first Big 12 Conference title. So uh, it's gospel that Texas wins when they leave a conference, and they win and when they, they get there. New, new one. And frankly, they have a very <laughs> favorable schedule. Georgia, you do have to play Georgia, but you don't have to play Alabama, and you get the dogs mm-hmm. at home. And uh, I always hate on the SEC for that eight-team conference schedule. You play a cupcake. Uh, you play some FCS team in October or November. Yeah, not for uh, us. But now I am loving the idea of an eight-game conference schedule because we do play Michigan, right. and we get to pad our stats with an extra game against... Uh, they play... I think their schedule next year uh, is Lafayette. Is it UL? Uh, yeah, it's I, some it's bad Louisiana, Louisiana school. Schools, not I, the Tiger I, one. They, I don't think they play Rice. No, we don't play Rice again. But they they play South Florida. Or no, is it Colorado State? But they, anyway, they have four, three cupcakes that they get along with Michigan and the eight game conference mm-hmm. schedule against the SEC. Which I've always felt like the ACC is a little bit overrated in terms of top to bottom. Mm-hmm. They always have the best teams in the nation. They always have Alabama and Georgia, and then year after year, of an LSU will be good, Pops or an up. Auburn will be good, Florida, or Florida will be good. Right, right. So the SEC is really top heavy. Those Miss, Ole Miss is, but you know, you'll, you'll have an, an good Arkansas year. But for the most part. It's the top dogs that are doing all the heavy lifting. There's a lot of bad teams in the SEC, and I think Texas will be just fine. Now, you just mentioned Florida. Florida Gators or Florida State? If the Florida, Gators in the SEC. Gators, <laughs> but uh, with Florida State looking to angle their way out of the ACC, who knows? But, yeah, I would say Florida, and with the recruiting situation in Florida, it's just cratered, absolutely. Right. So they they're, have a rebuild ahead of them. They probably have a new coach ahead of them. But Texas is in an excellent position. Texas is in a much better position than uh, rival Oklahoma mm-hmm. and uh, frankly, frankly A and M. So much going in there. You got a new quarter, uh, fr- uh, not a freshman, true freshman, but Jackson Arnold will be taking the reins. We not presume. a single offensive lineman it, yes. return. Where's it, one of those offensive linemen going, Chris? Do you know anything about? Uh, oh, oh, actually, I do know where some of those hey. offensive linemen are going. But before I speak on that, I want to ask you guys this question: Being a a sports connoisseur that you guys thank you, are. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. How would you feel if you were Florida State? 13 and 0. Oh, I would feel horrible. Yeah. No bowl game. Well, the, I mean, there it, there was nothing that you could say to Florida State that they would be like, you know what, you have a good point. Because, I mean, for them, it's like, why play the games? That's the argument is why play the games? So I do feel pretty bad for them, but when we watch them get dogged by Georgia, Georgia. and then Alabama, in my opinion, will probably beat Michigan by a couple scores. I think it'll be like yeah. a like a nine or ten point game. You never I feel like we're gonna be like, well, the yeah. committee. Eh. They did the like right when thing. when we were gonna watch Michigan beat Florida State thirty four to three in such a boring ground and pound game. We, yeah. Would we really be like good for the committee? Yeah, they earned it. You know what I'm mean? like? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a like tough. Said, situ- it's a very tough situation. Like you said, it's entertainment, and they gave it, us the best product. Point. Unfortunately, you know what? There's a lot of great shows out there that have good runs. And then that last season of the show, it's just horrible, and you want to forget all about it. And I'm just saying, you fell apart, and it's unfortunate the way they fell apart, losing their quarterback, and then having their backup get banged up going out of it. And now he's portaled it up, too. It's... I'm sorry, you know, uh, blow out Louisville, and then we're talking, you know, maybe. But you didn't. 
But that I game d- was almost as bad as Michigan uh, Iowa. If I'm being super honest, I think the team that screwed Florida State the most was Texas. Yeah, because the committee wasn't going to leave out the SEC. Right. Right. And you can't put in Bama over Texas if Texas beat Bama at Bama by right. ten. Sure. So if Texas loses that Bama game, even if we if Texas is eleven and one uh with a loss to Alabama in a win conf- over, in a win yeah. over if we flip those wins, if Texas is what, twelve and one conference champs, I don't think we would have gotten in no. over undefeated Florida State. But Alabama would be the yeah, number so one team in the country. Texas and Bama kind of screwed them there because Bama goes on to By beat a team Georgia. that did not lose in two seasons. So yeah, I think uh, it was other. It was us. It was us and other teams that really kept Florida State out because I don't. You definitely couldn't put Alabama in over Texas. No. Why? Why play the game? Right. But right. then if you're Florida State, we played the games. Why did we play these games? Exactly. And they did, they play, They had a, a a great schedule. A great out of conference schedule. They played two SEC teams. Yeah. Now, we talked about Florida sucks. That's not their fault. That, yeah. That's a rivalry that game. LSU that LSU game. But LSU, LSU is supposed to be great this year. Their defense just ended up being terrible. It was the very first game of the season, I think right? so. That and, wasn't I mean, the LSU Jane team Daniels that it would become to won be. won the friggin' Heisman. That's true. Like that, I, I feel terrible for Florida State, yeah. but uh, it's weird. Hey, it's it's just a tough situation. You can come play next year when it's 12 teams. <laughs> oh, that's too many teams. Unless they're 13 think. next year and all of a sudden they're left out again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. I w- yeah, but then you're not going to care. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever, 13th, Congrats. 14th team. Uh, were you going to beat Georgia? Were you going to beat Alabama? At the, I hope at the, the Pop-Tart spot? Bowl gets one of those playoff games. It deserves it. It deserves it. Bring back uh, GoDaddy.com Bowl. GoDaddy.com. Oh, what, oh man. So, so many. The Poulon Weed Eater Bowl. Yeah. yeah. There's one today. It's some. It's the Duke's the, Mayo Bowl, or as I call it, the Will Levis Bowl. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, Mayo and the Coffee, uh, White Boy Swagger, Will Levis mm-hmm. Bowl, and the Military Bowl, Military. presented by GoBowling.com. Thank you, GoBowling.com. Will be played right after we get off mic here at one o'clock on ESPN. Tulane and Virginia Tech, the Green Wave against the Hokies. Okay. Eleven and two against six and six. Not exactly sure how that works out, but got a, got a decent. We have a slate of college football yeah, today. today. <laughs> Virginia Tech, Tulane, North Ca- uh, Virginia Tech, Tulane. Pause. North Carolina, West Virginia in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, the Mac Brown Bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we have the DirecTV Holiday Bowl with USC and Louisville. That would uh, be pretty fun. Yeah, but no Caleb Williams, right? No. Does Caleb anyone Williams? care about that game? No. Louisville minus six point five, which is crazy. And then tonight we we teased it a little bit before. It's the Oklahoma State, Texas A and M, Texas Bowl down there at Reliant, I believe, mm-hmm. keeping it warm. Uh, for the Texas Longhorns in the national championship yes. game in a couple weeks. That's and so then, you were asked. Go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, I was going to say, and then tomorrow is our uh, Alamo Bowl here, and that's going to be the Sooners, who aren't returning any offensive linemen. Uh, a couple are transferring, and one's going. Do you know something? Uh, a major shout-out here before we hit the break. Hey, perhaps you speak of a young man named Tyler Guyton. Tyler Guyton, that last name sounds real familiar. Is he related to you, Chris Guyton? Oh, my. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he is. That's, that is my nephew. I'm very proud of him. He has declared to go to the pros. Um, he will not be playing in tomorrow's game because of his declaration, but he will be playing in the Senior Bowl on February 4th. Love the Senior Bowl. Oh, I always got to tune into the Senior Bowl. Let's give a round of applause for all of you. Yes, yes. Only time I'll just, clap for just a Just Tyler. Just Only Tyler. time I'm ever going to clap the, for a senior. Hit the bell for me. Hit yeah. the bell. There, we there go. it is. All right, we're going to take one more break. We'll be back on the other side to wrap this whole thing up. Thank you for tuning in today. Get at us before we uh, we have to sign off. And we got some college football at 1 o'clock that we're going to go ahead and go watch. This is Three Guys on Sports, 102.7 ESPN, 512-834-1027 is the number. Sweet baby Isaac Cresta will take your call, and he can patch you through to us, and we can hear what you have to say. Say something nice, say something mean. We don't care. It's content. We'll be right back. All right. 
Thank you, Sir Paul. We are back in on 102.7, wrapping things up here on Three Guys on Sports. My name is Jack Farrell. We've got Chris Guyton and Sawyer Stoll with me here in the booth today, filling in for your regular three guys. We are the three random guys on sports. Wanted to hit a couple things uh, before we go. As the old adage says, Christmas Day is when the NBA season really kicks off. Yeah, it's not true. It starts in late October, but you don't have to care about the first two weeks, I suppose, or first two months. We wanted to do a quick check-in around the state of Texas. Uh, who should we head first? Do you want to hit the Spurs first? Because there's not closest. much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, not a lot. There's one thing uh, to talk about. You have about. Victor Wembanyama, who is amazing, and it doesn't really matter what he does this year. The rest of his career is what you're worried about, and you're pretending like Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor is a point guard, and uh, you're really, really bad, and you're ducking some smoke because the Pistons are even worse. But uh, things are bright in San Antonio for that. Do we want to hit the Mavs next? The Yeah, let's go up and talk about uh, maybe the best player in Texas. Maybe one of the best players in the NBA right now. Luka Who might Doncic. that be, sir? Yeah. Luka, Luka Doncic, the revolution that he maybe is. Maybe the best offensive player in Just the league. Just been on an absolute tear since he had that baby, too. I mean, he's it's a recent new father, father thing. Yeah. Every, uh, baseball especially. You have a kid, you start to cook. They really nailed the draft, too. Derek Lively, people weren't what thinking a, that. Wow. That, that, yeah, uh, Derek Lively came from Duke, I believe. Duke, I believe. He He's did not play a lot, and he fell pretty far in the draft, and people thought... What are they doing taking a Up guy and that down did not blow? And uh, he's been a revelation. He's starting for the team. Position and, of need. And filling in where they need it. Uh, they've got a lesser-known brother of Steph, Seth, who is fantastic, fantastic shooter. And uh, Kyrie Irving hasn't said anything to absolutely tank the team this year. And they have been playing better alongside with each other. When they got him at the trade deadline last year, it just did not, did not work, did not it, look good. And one thing that we're not hearing a lot about, is when Luca scored those fifty points the other night, that he eclipsed ten thousand career points. That yes, is he? Wow. Um, is he the youngest to do such a thing? I wouldn't surprise me if he is. He's got. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be up there. What he's done uh, there in that trade—that's it's a rare trade when a, you trade a guy who becomes an all-star, right? Right, and you win the trade. Because Trey Young's pretty good. He's having a really good year in yeah. Atlanta. I would vote him as an all-star if I had a vote for that, but. You lost the trade because you traded away Luka Doncic, who is the best offensive player in the league now. And then, uh, also, let's not forget the Suns whiff taking Aiton before him, too. I mean, hometown Arizona guy, but yikes. He's up in Portland not doing much. Luka became the sixth youngest and seventh fastest to score 10,000 points in the NBA. Yeah, man. And he's missed some time with injury, so he'd probably even Mm be up up higher than that. But the last team we're going to touch on very briefly before we <coughs> wrap up and get to some other things on the text line. Really the best team in Texas. Best team in Texas. Best team, uh, favorite team in the nation. If you're a fan, I know this is mostly, we keep it to the NFL a lot of the time here, but uh, I know a lot of you old heads aren't a big fan of the NBA, but if you like old school basketball oh, yeah. and you like defense, okay. you got to watch yourself some Houston Rockets so basketball. They're on a channel that nobody gets. Yeah, it's I'm not saying pirate the, the games, but you know, find a way where uh, there's a will. There's Alperin Shengun, the Turk. Yeah, the goon. The goon. The goon squad. He's baby Jokic, maybe the best post footwork in the league yeah. already. Yeah, he is yeah. unstoppable. The I the, mean, when you have Hakeem coaching you, yeah, in the dude. building with you, working on you, and team. you go into New Orleans against Jonas Valanciunas, one of the best defensive anchors right. in the league, and you give him thirty-seven right. points, Work and they throw a bunch of looks at you, and you handle every single one of them. And Alperin Shengun's is th- yes. He, and he's a fantastic passer. He is the future in Houston, which really saves that draft. Who uh, yeah. Your top pick, Jalen Green, looking 
Darius worse worse. in that draft too. That was he was the next Tarisons? year. You got oh, okay. you got uh, Jabari and Tari, Tari in, the in the same draft. draft. So things were really looking up in Houston. Really fun team. Really good defensively. They signed the maniac Dylan yeah, Brooks. Dylan Brooks and Fred VanVleet out of path. Toronto. So uh, things looking up in Houston. One more thing on the text line. Mr. Daryl, the Trash Barrel, asks, why do they uh, do the transfer portal before the bowl game, especially the playoffs? Shouldn't it make more sense to be after for it to be after the season is officially over? Daryl, you're a genius. Yeah. You are correct. Of course it makes more sense. But, but they, that's the NCAA calendar. There's a weird it transfer over. window. Yeah. And that's why Malik Murphy had to leave uh, early. Texas actually has a receiver in Casey Kane who, uh, was, who is entering the portal, but he is with the team. For uh, for this college football playoff, and now as we wrap up here, Sawyer, what are your final thoughts? Any anything you want to tell the good people here today? Oh, uh, I'd say is uh, the NHL is getting back going again. Uh, I can't recommend go- more going to see the, your Texas Stars up in Cedar Park. That's the future of the Dallas Stars right there. Still the top two point scores in the league on the team. Go check it out, folks. Tickets are cheap, and so is beer. Chris, wrap us up here. Final thoughts? Hey, I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Have a good one. Blessed holidays. Come back and see us again. We appreciate you for uh, for hanging out with these inmates. We had a lot of fun uh, joining you here today. We are wrapping up. want to thank uh, my man Chris. want to thank my man Sawyer. want to thank Isaac Crash Cresta for taking your calls and uh, handling things on the production side out there. For now, that'll do it for us. This is Three Guys on Sports. I'm Jack Farrell. This is 102.7 ESPN. See ya!